mindfulness mode. If you're, if you're wanting to be more mindful, one of the first things that I did is I just started noticing my feet. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I'm here today with an inspirational author. She's also a spiritual teacher. She's a highly attuned guide, and she works with clients all over the world, and she helps them transform their lives. She's an empath. And as an empath myself, I, I think I can truly resonate with Michelle. She has this joyful, uh, beautiful smile. She has a great personality. And I've just found that out because I've just connected with her here on Zoom just a few minutes ago. And I feel that this is going to be such uh, an eye-opening, warm, wonderful interview. I'm so excited about having you meet Michelle Salmons. So Michelle, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. And yes, I'm excited about a delightful conversation. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you about your new book. And your new book is called The Little Book of Big Knowing. And I love the, the subtitle as well, A Tiny Burst of Insight to Wake Up Your Soul. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, Michelle, what does mindfulness mean to you? Oh, gosh. Well, mindfulness to me is actually multi-layered, if you will. So um, as I have practiced with mindfulness, it seems to grow in depth and expansion right at the same time. So, of course, like everyone else, I started with mindfulness of just being physically aware, right? So, you know, when you're in a room having a conversation with a person, you're actually there, you're fully there. Um, and then it kind of uh, expanded into being, you know, emotionally mindful. So, you know, what you're doing with your emotions, you know, how you're feeling on the inside, um, despite what's going on the outside. Um, and then it got even more nuanced because then you become aware of this wonderful brain that we have. That's always churning. Right. Yes. And, you know, then you start to notice all of that. And, um, and then for me, what happened as I became even more conscious of those things, you start to become aware of your energy and how you're using it and how you're um, carrying yourself and what other people's energy do to you, what your energy does to other folks. Um, part of being an empath is, is naturally kind of tuning into that, but then being consciously aware of what you want to do with that. Um, and then expands even further. It always, I, you know. I don't even think this is the, the the final frontier, if you will, but then you become even more aware of, of kind of the whole cosmos, if you will, and your place in it. And you kind of almost keep a, um, a finger on that, like a touchstone on that, even as you move throughout your daily life. So in what I love about mindfulness is that it can expand way out to that kind of ethereal bigness, but it also can zoom way into um, just being here and feeling your feet and your shoes, right? So you can yes. become conscious and grounded in the day. So um, that's what mindfulness has kind of morphed into me is this wonderful kind of expansion and then also dialing it back in, depending on exactly what I'm doing or who I'm with or, or what my intention is. Michelle, when did you first realize you were an empath and how did that impact you? Yeah, so golly, you know, I, I think a lot of folks are, are, are empaths. Um, and especially as children, we are, we just absorb so much, right? 
But the problem is, you know, we don't really get like formal instruction, if you will, on on what that is or what it means or what you're feeling. And so it's a really kind of learn as you go process. Um, And so as a child, I can remember having to, you know, feeling all these different emotions and thoughts and things of folks, um, but not understanding what that was or that it wasn't all mine. Um, and then you kind of absorb it into you thinking, oh no, what is all this? So that's been part of my process too, is to um, learn from myself, what's mine, what's someone else's, and what I want to let pass through and what um, I'd like to do something about. And that's all part of awareness and mindfulness on a very energetic, emotional kind of level. Well, each chapter of your book is, is just filled with these tiny bursts of insight, how did you come up with these? Well, I'll tell you what, what, what um, inspired me to write this book was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago when I really started down my spiritual path. I mean, we're always on our spiritual path, but when I, when I really made it a conscious choice and I was investigating and seeking and, and curious, I could have used a book like this, you know, that um, broke things down into just little tidbits of, of shaking up my old paradigms and giving me th- new thoughts to think about. And, um, and so I wrote this book for that woman that I used to be. Um, mm-hmm. And I encourage my readers who are interested in this book to, to, you don't have to read it as it's written. You can pick up a page and read it kind of willy-nilly and just turn to a page that you happen to be inspired to or a title that you happen to be um, curious about. And I also encourage folks when they read something, some things are easily to digest and you know it right on a visceral level and you resonate with it. And then some things are, um, shake up your paradigms a little bit. And, um, you know, Take what you, uh, what kind of you glean from it and anything that doesn't just let that kind of fall, fall off too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything with this book. I really just want to give you um, food for thought, so to speak. I love the cover. It's the most beautiful shade of blue. And then you have this, this color burst and it's got all these beautiful colors in it. Did you design this color? Did you, were you inspired somehow? Tell us about the cover. Yes. God bless my um, graphic artist <laughs> for this book cover because we went back several times. Um, she came up with some wonderful ideas, but I was very specific in um, how I wanted it to feel when someone held it in their hands. I wanted it to feel like an embodied joy mm-hmm. and fun and playfulness, but also with, um, with wise words to it. Um, but for me, spirituality and mindfulness, you know, we can get so heavy with it in our human lives mm-hmm. and, and spirit and is really about opening up and becoming joyful and loving and kind to ourselves and others. And that has kind of a light feeling to it. So I really wanted the book to express that, that, um, yes, we have, we have our struggles and we have our stuff that goes on, but we also can also be playful and have a p- playful twist to our spirituality. Well, inside the book, you kind of venture into why are you here? So, Michelle, why are you here? Oh, well, that's a great question. And that also has multi-levels like it does for everyone, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I believe why I'm here is to show a different 
um, way or path to folks to help um, not convince them to use my way or my path, but to find their own, but to be a living example of that, right? So um, we're all, I really truly believe the crux of, of my work is that we're all of value. And if you, you would not exist if you weren't of, of value to the cosmos. So it is so important that you're here. And it's so important that you be your unique self um, because that's what makes this whole tapestry of life so beautiful, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I really encourage folks to, to glean from all of these different um, guides and um, teachers and spiritual masters that have have you know walked the earth now in 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 throughout history but also to really embody that for yourself and what does that mean for you so that way um that source gets expressed in all of the different unique variants it's, it wants to be expressed in i think that's i think that's just beautiful the way you put that and you have a great way of communicating that's for sure so yeah do you write every day uh, you know i i do that's funny that you say that i do um i write in just like this book was written in burst and so, and that's how I encourage people to read this is kind of in bursts, you know, read a bit, put it down, read a bit, put it down. And that's how I wrote this book. So things, um, I would get into the zone, if you will, and information would just kind of fly through me. And then I would notice that the energy was falling off and I would put it away. Um, and then I would, the energy would kind of come back and almost call to me. And that's how I would write. And so that's kind of how I write every day. So um, if it's not calling to me, then I don't make a big deal about that. Mm -hmm. But when it does, it's almost like ideas pop into meditation, they pop into, you know, they pop in when you take a shower. And that's when you want to catch those ideas, because it's almost like you're catching them, and you're trying to put them into a physical form. So that's how I write. Have you written other books as well? No, I haven't. This is my first book, um, but I have a feeling this is not my last book is what I'm understanding. And yeah. so I'm very excited about that. I'm already starting to work on, on two more books that are in process. So um, I'm excited about those possibilities. Yeah. Can you give us a sneak peek? Yeah. So um, one book is uh, that I'm very excited about that's, that's going to take a little longer, I think. And so I so that's the book that seems to want to write itself every day is um, almost like daily inspiration. So that way it could be a whole year's worth of inspirations. Um, because what I'm finding most of my clients want is to is to have a touchstone, if you will. You know, they want to um, really embrace spirituality or mindfulness and they really want to bring it into their lives. But you know, life gets busy and hectic and you have lots of things pulling at you. We get distracted. So I really believe if you start a practice that kind of um, starts your day off with, with a certain intention, then it's easier to kind of carry it throughout the day. Um, and if you lose it, you know, no big deal. You can always go back to it. Um, so that's, that's one book that I'm working on is just kind of almost like, um, joy starters or sparks. So that way someone can start their day off with, with that intention in mind. Um, another book I'm writing is, uh, is 
little bits of wisdom and guidance. So when we're kind of at a crossroads and we're not quite sure which way to go, um, this is a great book to kind of turn to for, for that information. So um, yeah, so lots of things in the works. And it's funny, as I, even as I talk, it's like the ideas start to line up one after another. They're almost like children in a line, like I'm next and I'm next, and I'm next. And I, I know a lot of writers can um, relate to that, how once you kind of open that channel, if you will, they just want to come and pour in. Yeah, that's cool. Tell us about your morning routine. Oh, well, I'm, I, I am a creature of habit with this because I have oh. found that it really starts my day off right. So um, I am a coffee lover and I usually start with my cup of coffee. And after I've had that, then I go um, to where I like to meditate. So uh -huh. I believe in, um, for me, meditation is not only just a quieting of the mind, um, and it's a quieting of our outside world, right? Because this outside world can almost be like a big flashing neon sign wanting our attention. Um, so quieting that, so that way I can tune into this kind of subtle energy, this, this subtle, subtle inner world um, that you really have to focus on and, and um, let it kind of bubble up on its own. So that's part of my practice is I, I sit um, for a good while every morning. And I have a certain process that I use. Um, so that way, uh, I can let go of this outer world in order to focus on the inner world. And, um, and I'll be glad to share with you my process. What I do is, uh, like most folks, you um, we're not always aware of this as an empath, you would be Bruce, but um, we often have like our energetic feelers, if you will, kind of out, you know, not um, trying to be in other people's business, but just out of concern and thoughtfulness. And even, you know, so you think about your business or you think about your mom or your kids and we're can have our energy a little scattered. So that's the first thing I do is I just kind of call all my energy back to me. Um, and that brings a sense of fullness, like wholeness back to myself. Um, and then I, I sit and become aware of um, who else is kind of in my energy field, so to speak. So who else is thinking about me and, you know, or has thoughts about what I should be doing, you know, and sometimes, um, and then I ask all that to just vacate. So it's this lovely experience of being full of yourself, but also open and spacious at the same time. And it's a feeling that you become aware of. It's a, it's a state of being that you become aware of. Um, and then I allow this, this mind that likes to rattle on at will to almost settle on its own. I kind of let it it will peter out, if you will, as, as long as you don't become attached to any story stream, it will just kind of start to naturally settle. I don't try to force that too much. Mm -hmm. um, and then I enjoy that quiet time. Um, and then my meditation now takes on the almost of the form of prayer and reverse where I'm listening. So we often don't listen to that own inner wisdom, to um, the cosmos that has information for us. So it becomes a, a form of intent listening for me. And what time of day do you do your best writing? Oh, now my writing, that's always in the morning, I like to say. So um, usually after I meditate, then I have kind of like a, a block of time that I like to write because I'm just, um, I feel clear in the mornings. So that's usually when I like to write. Uh, very, very interesting. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. interesting. I always ask you a question about bullying. And I want to ask you if you have a story you can share with me where maybe you were bullied or you experienced bullying in one way or another, could be as a child or as an adult, where mindfulness would have made a difference. 
Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, you know, I think personally that bullying can kind of come in a lot of different forms. So, you know, of course, the, the physical bullying, the, the mental bullying, right, the um, emotional. Um, so, again, that has a lot of different layers. And so what I notice these days is kind of energetic bullying where someone kind of forces an energy on you or forces um, uh, it's almost like they puff themselves up. Like it reminds me of the cartoons of a chicken who kind of puffs himself up and, you know, and carries himself around like that. And that's what I usually become aware of first. Um, and oftentimes I want to, uh, I don't, I don't believe in protection and all that stuff, but what I do is I just notice where their energy is and I notice where my own energy is. And then you can become aware of whether you want to engage with that or not before they ever say a word to you, before they even get to that point. And if you kind of stand in your own energy and really embody that, um, theirs will just diffuse. What will happen is either they um, will they'll elevate their um, level of vibration and frequency and mindfulness to meet you because they still want to communicate with you. They have something important that they need to share or not, or they will just move out of your experience. Um, so it's more about embodiment than it is about trying to control all of this, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. How excited were you when you got your first book published? Oh, well, super excited. You know, that's everybody's dream is to see their book on, on a shelf, right? Yeah. Or, you know, on, on where on Amazon or people can buy it. So yeah, exactly. It was a, yeah, it was a dream come true. That's for sure. Yeah. And so I just want to know a little bit more about the wisdom that you put into this book. What do you attribute to that wisdom? Was it, was it your life growing up? Is it a mentor? Do you just come by it naturally? Where do you get all this wisdom that you've shared in this book? Oh, well, <laughs> that's, um, so again, you know, when we open ourselves up to who we truly are, um, the fullness of who we are can can come rushing through almost. Um, so I have studied under many wonderful teachers and guides, you know, over the course of my spiritual life. And if that, of course, gets kind of woven and melded into um, these insights and inspiration. But mostly what I do is I, I sit with what wants to be said. So um, that is that is my main intention anytime, especially when I wrote this book, is what wants to be said, what wants to be heard, and then allow that to come through. What is most helpful? Where is the energy now? Because it's always moving and changing and morphing. So what what is the most important thing now? And that's um, you know that inner wisdom or higher wisdom that comes through is is what what um, gets put down, right? Sure. And then I'm, your personality for me, um, this, this person that we are in the body, you know, with all our likes and dislikes and quirks and all that good stuff, um, really is kind of like the wrapping on the wisdom, if you will. So that adds to the flavor of it because, um, I'm lighthearted by nature and, and like to be positive. So that spin gets put on it because that's what comes through the personality filter, if that makes sense. Right. It does. Yes. So tell me more about your own spirituality. How would you describe it? Are you, is your spirituality, does it reveal itself as Christian or tell us about your spirituality? 
Yeah. So, well, <laughs> that's a great question because I have been almost everything. Okay. So I was uh, christened a Lutheran and raised a Southern Baptist and converted to Catholicism and studied um, a little bit of Buddhism and um, just uh, really tried almost all of the not all, but many of the traditional religions. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I honor all of those to be, to be honest with you, because they all have their place and they all serve a purpose for, for many different people. My spirituality is um, really a very unique twist on all of that. So, um, you know, I, I believe that we are all source energy or God energy in a physical body um, and that we are way more powerful and creative and loving than we allow ourselves to be. And so part of our work here is just to do our best to uncover all the stuff that we that we learn here um, being human and allow that that fullness of who we are to be expressed. So, you know, we're creative creatures by default and we are full of love and spontaneity. And um, and that's what that's what my spirituality is kind of comprised of is um, is is that um, those values really. Michelle, you've worked with clients the world over. Can you share a story with us about one or two clients where you've really truly connected with them and helped them to transform their lives? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, I love my clients and I'm and I am very lucky uh, to have such wonderful clients that come to me because they are open and they are ready. And most folks who come to me are are ready for this broader perspective. So um, they they have done a lot of their own work, so to speak, you know, and they are ready to know kind of how it all fits into the big puzzle. Um, and so, oh golly, so a specific example, um, a great example is I worked with a lady not too long ago who was um, who had been diagnosed with breast cancer, and she was really she was going for more tests and all sorts of things and was really just, um, of course, full of fear and concern. Sure. And so were all of her loved ones, of course, because they wanted her to be well. And um, so she, before she was doing all this, she really believes in the holistic approach. So she's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to go the traditional Western way, of course, but um, and have all the tests and things. But I also want to see what spirituality can help me with, you know, what, what the bigger picture is. So we really looked at all of her paradigms and beliefs that she was holding and on being on this cusp of, of, of wellness and sickness and, and where she wanted to be and shifting some of that. So that way she could embody wellness and embrace that as her path forward. Um, and that, and lo and behold, that's of course what manifests, right? So she goes and all these tests that were showing all this negative stuff come end up coming back to be okay and benign and, and surprisingly wonderful. So um, it's not anything that I do, but it's, it's just working with the person and allowing them to choose the next thing. And, um, and when they see the bigger picture and the clearer picture of, of their choice in it, um, cause it's all about choices, then it becomes empowering. And that's when you really start to listen to your own inner wisdom and understand that the universe, the world is just bringing you circumstances in order to, to hone in on your inner wisdom even more, right. To get even yeah. clearer with that. I love that way of looking at it. The world is bringing us circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. 
Yes. And right now we're experiencing it on a global level, right? So with the pandemic and all the stuff, it um, it is really bringing up lots of people's stuff, if you will. So it's triggering their things that um, that either they're ready to let go of or they are growing past or it's bringing up lots of choices. And it's all always, always a choice. You can keep any belief you want or you can choose to let it go. And that kind of defines the life that you lead going forward um, because these beliefs act almost like as structures that we, we form our life through. And um, yeah, and right now we're just dealing with it on a global level. So as an empath, Bruce, I'm sure you can feel all of that, that energy and sometimes it can feel chaotic and sometimes it can feel heavy. And, and so that's when you just kind of step back and you become mindful of what's mine. What's theirs? You know, what am I in charge of? What 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 is just passing through? Um, and you can handle it kind of in a much more uh, balanced sort of fashion. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I'm just going to cut in here. Have you ever struggled with being stuck? with feeling like you want to move forward and it just isn't happening. Maybe you are are just feeling really frustrated in your business. Maybe you're feeling lonely and isolated. Maybe you're filled with anxiety. Maybe you're having trouble sleeping. Maybe it's about a habit that you just can't break. You can't lose weight or you, you're trying to quit smoking and it's just not happening. Well, I coach people just like you and I help you through hypnosis. I'm a certified hypnotist and I would love to have an opportunity to work with you to help you. It's a five session package for most people that have these kinds of issues. Give me a an email. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com, and let's jump on a call and let's talk about what I can do to help you move forward, make changes, and live a better, more contented, happier life. You can do it. So send me an email and let's get started. I have a half price offer available because I'm doing a beta launch. I've already worked with some people on this and it is just met with incredible success. So I encourage you to move forward, make a change in your life and make things happen. Now back to the show. Michelle, does nature have a special meaning in your life? Well, yes. Uh, nature is one of the easiest ways to kind of tune into our harmony, right? It just, it's kind of, um, it's one of those wonderful things the universe brings for us that naturally puts us in a state of well-being. So, you know, watching a sunset or going out and seeing a starry night, um, all of that brings back this sense of not only calm and serenity and peace, but also this um, sense of perspective that all is well and that there's, you're, you have a peace in everything. Um, so that's one of the easiest ways for me or really for most folks to kind of tune into themselves again is um, just stepping out into into nature. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a walk around your neighborhood and noticing a flower, right? Or noticing the robin or, or you know, watching the squirrel. So it, it can be something as simple as that that brings you back. Yeah, I want to ask you about exercise. What what do you embrace in your life? Do you love to move? Do you love to to get out there and and to make things happen as far as exercise is concerned? 
Yeah, so my exercise is almost, um, I, it's funny, I enjoy the things that are almost meditative. So walking can be like that because you can kind of lose your sense of self. Um, swimming for me is very much like that. It's almost like a moving meditation because it's rhythmic. So anything that's rhythmic, bicycle riding can be like that. Yeah. It's a great time. It can, especially for someone who has a hard time sitting in a formal meditation, you know, their, their mind is just going too much or they're just movement folks. Um, adding a, a, a sense of movement that is meditative is, is hugely rewarding. It, it clears your mind. It elevates your mood. It's beneficial to your body. It does lots of things. So I tend to gravitate towards those things that are kind of rhythmic in nature like that. Yeah. I, I, I can just feel your energy and I just feel that you have this very, very positive, very easy to absorb energy. So I think that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. As we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has been a powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Oh gosh. Oh, that's so hard. Um, there's so many. It's like, who do I choose? Um, you know, I'll tell you, I studied under Martha Beck for many years and she was a, a great um, door opener for me into this world. And so, and she's very much about being mindful and um, also mindful of thoughts and emotions and all of that good stuff. So Martha, for sure. Yeah, she is. She is incredible, isn't she? I really have enjoyed some of the things that she's written too. So number two, tell us how mindfulness has affected your emotions or how you deal with your emotions. Yeah, so mindfulness is huge when you do uh, being an empath and being aware not only of my emotions, but other folks' emotions. Um, that's being, how do I put it so it's understandable? So just knowing exactly what's mine and what someone else's is huge. Also knowing that I can shift my emotions, that I don't have to stay in a state that does it, that feels uncomfortable to me, that it's a choice. And in being mindful of that choice and catching it early before it gets lots of momentum and goes off in one direction, that's been huge for me. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. Oh, yeah. So breathing is is the one of the ways I connect into my meditation. So once my mind quiets, um, breath is the thing that I focus on until that naturally expands into other things. So um, breath always brings us home, right? It's, it's the thing that grounds us. Yeah. Yeah. Your book, The Little Book of Big Knowing is fantastic. Can you recommend any other books that are somehow related to mindfulness? Yes. And so, um, and I even wrote it down because I always mess up his name, but I think a great book about mindfulness and meditation, meditation is search inside yourself. And I'm going to say by Che Meng Tan, is that right? He works at Google and he yes. did this whole program for Google. And I just love his book because it's lighthearted and it's, and it's user-friendly and it makes mindfulness and meditation accessible to everybody. And I, I, I just, think that is a fantastic book for anybody who's interested in starting a meditation practice or getting going or has questions. I do too. I love his book as well. Yeah. Oh, good. I yeah. know it's wonderful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Can you share an app of any kind that can help with mindfulness? Yeah. So um, Insight Timer, I think is a great app. Um, I actually have a few meditations on there myself, but there are just 
a plethora of people who offer wonderful um, mindfulness meditations, offer energy meditations, just it's an abundance of well-being. So I think that's a great app to have on your phone. Oh, I totally agree. I have some some on there as well. It's, it's just a wonderful app for sure. It's a wonderful platform, isn't it? Yeah. It just, and it's so welcoming and um, and user-friendly. I, th- I think it's it's they've done a great service. Yeah, I totally agree. Michelle, I want to ask you this. If someone's listening today who is just kind of thinking about mindfulness a little bit and not really sure how to implement it into their lives, not really sure how to become more grounded or more centered, what would your words of wisdom be to that person? Yeah, so I would I would be easy on myself, number one. Um, so the first thing you want to do is, is the intention to become more mindful is is huge because that's a choice that you're making, right? So if you're if you're wanting to be more mindful, one of the first things that I did is I just started noticing my feet. So we tend to take our feet for granted and we'll be, you know, off in our head a lot or we have our energy up here a lot in our heart. But in order to kind of come back and fully embody this physical form, if you just think about your feet, you'll boom, you're right back there. So if you notice if your feet are hot or if they're cold, if they're sweaty or if they're they're dry, if you notice how your socks feel or your shoes feel, it will bring you right back to the now moment where you where you're fully present right here in this now, um, and it's they're always with you, so they're easy to access, right? Yeah, that's and, right. And I do it at weird times, you know, like driving in the car or you know pouring my cup of coffee in the morning. If you just bring yourself back to that to your feet, it will always um, bring you back to your now. What great advice and what great energy, like I said before, that you have. Thanks so much for being on mindfulness mode today, Michelle. Oh, I- Thank you for having me. I've I've enjoyed it so much. It's been a delight, Bruce. It's been my pleasure. Bye now. Okay, bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening, for subscribing, for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, and thanks to Erica Flint's Cascade Hypnosis Center for being our valued sponsor. Hey, Erica, we really appreciate you, and Erica is a terrific teacher of hypnosis, and I know that because I am a graduate of her program. Now, if you're a healer or a coach or a counselor or someone who just loves helping people, Consider the powerful results that can be achieved with hypnosis. You can become a hypnotist, just like I did. Contact the team over at CascadeHypnosisCenter.com. And if you'd like to work with me and break through some of those mind blocks, maybe lose weight, maybe quit smoking, maybe it's something else, I would be so thrilled to work with you. Don't put it off. Do it right now. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. That's bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And we will get you on track and we will help you to move toward the goals that you've always wanted to achieve. So now take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.